Kurt was a vlogger in the early days of YouTube. Why didn't you tell me you had a YouTube channel? I took it down, the videos, the channel, a while ago. Where he used to scream about video games. Do you think our information may have been leaked somewhere? Doxing. No, I don't think we've been doxed. Now, his relationship will be put to the test. No one is going to get in this house. If not... This is our home. No one can drive us from our home. When one night, he is visited by a shadow person. Who are you calling? The police! No! Don't do that! Who won't stop tickling his feet? (laughs) Chasing the Ghost, a new play by Ashley Lauren Rogers, directed by Samantha DeManby. At the Wallace Theater for Performing Arts, McKay Building at Fitchburg State University. Fitchburg, Massachusetts, December 7th through the 14th. Visit theforgetheaterlab.org for specific dates and ticketing info. Hunter by Falls was licensed through Soundstripe. Thank you to AJ Mattioli and Mattioli Productions for the audio consultation. Colin Scott Carlin, Colin Scott Carlin, it is your mission to watch Dick Tracy for Shrugs and Snubs. It has been nominated for seven goddamn Oscars. And it won three. Do you choose to accept this mission? Oh, fuck me. <sighs> Dick Tracy. It's in the goddamn writer's bagel basket. Building. Yes, it was very exciting. But tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you. That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We don't have to be mean. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Rider's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Kurland, and with me is Lils Martin. Hooray! Kind of. But you had to watch Dick Tracy. <laughs> the, the opposite of hooray. Um, so I pre-recorded an episode because this was this is this opens up uh, snubs and shrugs. This was a shrug that I couldn't believe it was not. Well, what are you talking about? This was recorded in December. But I recorded an episode look, before. The, look, the winter wreath is on the on the wall, and it's snow. There's snow on the ground. But I record. There are carolers outside. I swear to God, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but I recorded an episode before this, and I teased that we already did this episode, and that uh, it was both jukebox zeros. <laughs> so when you hear that in the middle of the month. <laughs> Please understand, it was pre-recorded. <laughs> Pat from Jukebox Heroes was supposed to be here, but because of scheduling conflicts, he could not make it. And we hold no ill will. We're just upset that we had to watch this, and he did not. So maybe a little ill will. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Just a skosh. Just a skosh. So, Dick Tracy. Before On this we... lovely December morning. <laughs> yes. As we drink chalky eggnog... <laughs> And throw snowballs by a fireplace of hot chestnuts and fire. Yep. So, had you ever seen Dick Tracy before? 
I had seen Dick Tracy a long time ago when I was 10 years old, and I think I kind of retained, like, the beats and all that sort of stuff of it. Like, I kind of still remembered what the plot was. Right. And then I went back again, and, like, here's, here's the thing. I picked the absolute worst state to watch this in because I watched it last night immediately after I got home from sushi buffet dinner with my partner. <laughs> so my stomach was filled with uh, my stomach was filled with unagi and tempura and I was in a delirious um, like not quite comatose and food state. These people the, look disgusting. So oh, everyone look like Almost everyone looks terrible. I feel like Warren Beatty was like, the only two people that you're going to want to fuck in this movie are me and Madonna. Oh, and Warren Beatty is like, he didn't write this, but you could tell he was just like, and here's the scene, in this scene, Madonna talks about how she wants me to put it in her. That's not in the script. Do it! Well, they were they were dating at the time. Really? Madonna yeah. was in like her early 30s and she and he was like 53. I will get into that. <laughs> oh no, I hate that. <laughs> so, uh this is our shrug to kick off Snubs and Shrugs. <laughs> this was nominated for 7 Oscars. So, I'm going to do a little reenactment with Haley. We're going to relive Should I should I give her the microphone? Yeah, give her the mic. So, this is ha- what happened. So, I come in and Haley goes why are you watching this? And I said, this is for snubs and shrugs. And you say... This this movie. Well, well, no, you said, you felt that this movie was snubbed? And I said, no, I don't feel like it was snubbed for awards. It was nominated for seven Oscars. This movie. Yes. With, with these people. Yes. <laughs> Doing those things. Yes. Nominated for seven Oscars, seven BAFTAs, four Golden Globes, including Best Picture. For BAFTAs? <laughs> Give Lils back the mic. It got nominated for BAFTAs? Yes. Oh, no, no, none of that. Including Best Editing and Cinematography. Oh, boy. It was nominated for a Golden Glo- four Golden Globes, for best picture. Ugh, I hate this. <laughs> Golden Globes, you say, not like American Choice Awards or whatever. People Choice Awards. Or like it American Movie of- Awards, because those are bullshit awards to begin with. American Movie Awards don't even exist anymore, so <laughs> it really doesn't count. Rightly uh, so. So this was nominated for seven goddamn Oscars. Ugh. It won three <laughs> So it was nominated for, as my phone loads, it was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Fuck that. For Al Pacino, which, you know that like when he, he, he this was at the, the point where he was just signing up for anything. Yeah, how, how far into like Al Pacino, is his acting style is just, I'm going to be as batshit insane and possible. Well, you, how far into that period are we? Uh... We're there. But you know that he was probably like, of course, Warren, my best friend, I will totally be in your picture, Dick Tracer. (laughs) Dick Tracy. Yeah, it's about a guy who traces dicks. No, it's based on the comic strip. Yeah, 
my favorite Harvey Peacock comic, <laughs> Dick Tracy. I'll totally be in your film about Mark Trail. What? Never mind. So what, yeah. What do you think that we're filming, Al? No idea. I have no fucking idea what is going on. And like, I thought it was over the top. Like when I do an Al Pacino impression, I thought me going like this and talking over and over like this, getting so goddamn angry. No, he is I just w- a rabid bulldog on like a on a chain on a choke chain in a junkyard the entire film. I guess I was. I guess I was just holding back. So while I look up how many Oscars it was nominated for, why don't you give us the blockbuster rule, a.k.a. the John Curlin rule. Okay. You're in a blockbuster video. You look at the back of the box, and what does it say to get you to rent Dick Tracy? A detective from a comic strip from, like, Dinosaur Times (laughs) (laughs) takes on the mob in the 1940s or 30s. Al Pacino shouts a lot. People who rented this also rented Tootsie and Ishtar and Shampoo. So it was nominated for Best Sound, Lost. Nominated for Best Costumes, Lost. Nominated for Best Cinematography, Lost. Nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Al Pacino. Oof. One Best Song. I hate that. For Stephen Sondheim. Sooner or later you don't be Ugh, no. One best makeup. Absolutely not. One best makeup. Know what also was nominated that lost? Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, I mean, the makeup is really the Haley hates Edward Scissorhands, and she's shaking her head that Edward Scissorhands (laughs) didn't win. It's funny. You can't see it because she's also staring out the window. Very angry. like, Like, either wistfully or just slowly plotting, you know... The demise of all existence. (laughs) (laughs) And it won best art direction. Now, I'm willing to give it to, like, best makeup because as fucking disgusting and hideous as everyone looked, that was okay prosthetics, but not not over Edward Scissorhands. Also, the fact that it... (sighs) Okay. And I will absolutely not give it best original song because... I mean, for as good as the songs that Stephen Sondheim might have wrote, they were just absolutely wasted with Madonna. Yeah, we'll get into Madonna. But with the makeup, these people look so gross and like such mutants that when they died, I felt bad for them. It's like, (laughs) oh my God, this man who looks like, you know, first off, Warren Beatty being in this movie that he directed and produced is problematic. But but the they look I'm sure we'll get into that too. Yes. That's next. So coming up next, stay tuned. So the fact that these people are the only like mutants living in this world. They look like freaks. You got little face and prune face and Oh, I hated little face the most. I am so glad that he was only in the movie for, like, two seconds because I wanted him to die the moment I saw him. Like, I hope he dies, and then they track down his family, and instead of, you know, delivering, like, the terrible news, they just shoot them (laughs) for allowing him to—for allowing his horrible seed to spread. 
Well, and then like you have like the tramp and flat top. Yeah, the movie wastes no time immediately exposing us to the most disgusting humans to have ever existed. Like right at the beginning, like there's the title, there's the cre- there's the opening credits, there's a kid digging through trash to eat, and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, it's a fucking Tool music video. Yeah. Oh, you're going with Tool? It felt like it felt like a Depeche Mode music video. <laughs> it felt like a weird '80s like Dire Straits <laughs> music video. Like I was waiting for Mark Knopfler to be like, like one of those times when New Order got really weird. Yes. Um, so the, the main character is Dick Tracy played by Warren Beatty who directed this movie and produced it and produced it. And he also was dating the lead Madonna at the time. I'm sure he had his fingerprints all over the script too, even though he didn't get a credit. Right. Like he was just, I think he got a story by like he was just perpetually peering over the writer's shoulders, just being like, we're going to do this. Yeah. Well, at this time, I have that—that that is absolutely not an accurate Warren Beatty impression, but that's the voice I'm choosing to do throughout the thing. Well, originally, so just a this, voice going, "I'm Warren Beatty." <laughs> so at this time, this was going to be distributed by Walt, uh, the Walt Disney Corporation. Disney was supposed to make this movie, but it was so dirty and and so graphic and gritty that they made Touchstone. They're they're adult oriented. Yeah, t- oh, Touchstone, want- Touchstone is like a subsidiary of Disney. At it, the time. It's Disney with a different name. It's mm. like it's like Disney after dark. Because I remember seeing a documentary when I was very little about like just sort of Disney cinema, and they showed just like random clips from Disney films, and like they showed a clip from Dick Tracy immediately after a clip from Splash. <laughs> yes. So, um, Lils, my love, my dear friend. My compadre. What do you think this movie is rated? What do I think this movie is rated? Um, I don't know what it's rated, but whatever it is, is too nice. I mean, like, rating, like, G, P, G, No, no, I know that's what you meant. Okay. Um, If I absolutely had to guess, like, it deserves, deserves, like, an NC-17 as far as I'm concerned, but I know that's not happening. So I'm going to say maybe it's like PG or PG-13. It's PG. Oh, boy. This movie is PG, and there's nudity in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's literally a scene where Madonna is wearing a dress where you can quite clearly see her It's not even a dress. Boobs. It's a see-through negligee. Yeah, pretty much. It's She's wearing a sheet. Yes. She's wearing a sheer sheet. Yes. In public. No, it's in she her walked- dressing room. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm confusing it with another scene where she where she's horny. Yeah, but she also looks naked in that scene too. Because there are like so many scenes where, and this has to be like Warren Beatty's fingerprints all over it, where Dick Tracy is just like you know asking, "Oh, are you gonna testify?" And then Madonna is just like, "That's great. Have you thought about sex?" <laughs> and then another thing will just happen, and then she's like, "Yeah, but sex though." She's like, "Why won't you?" Ah, come on, Warren. Like, also, at this time, we're, fin- we're finally we're closing in on we're closing in on Big Boy, and she's just like sex. I don't want to slut shame anyone, and you think I'm about to talk about Madonna, and I'm not. <laughs> but 
I don't want to slut shame Warren Beatty, but Warren Beatty was a man whore. <laughs> Warren Beatty was so infamous for all of the women that he slept with that I forgot what comedian it was, but at like his roast, at his Friars roast, someone said, Warren, in my next life, I want to come back as your fingertips. <laughs> I forgot how much Warren Beatty fucked. Yeah, he, he is a horny man. And he is in like to the degree where it becomes shameful. I feel like like Michael Eisner was watching the dailies of this, and he's like, "You said this was going to be a kids movie. We're doing this to sell lunch boxes and action figures. You have people getting blown away, and then I don't know why. No, no blood, though. <laughs> yeah, no blood. But I that, don't. That was probably his excuse. Yeah, but I, we didn't. The red water didn't come out. <laughs> also. I I don't know if it's just me, but would you watch like an entire two-hour movie of just Al Pacino choreographing the dance? Not. I would watch. I would. I, I absolutely would. That's my favorite Al, scene Al, in the whole movie. I'm playing my hand at this, but Al Pacino is absolutely the best thing about this movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is way later on, but there's a point where, like, just out of nowhere, Al Pacino just goes like, "Hold on, I'm having a thought." And there's Hold just on. and there's just a beat of nothing, and he just goes, "No, I'm not. Let's go." <laughs> And the actress that's with him just has a look on her face, just like, what the fuck? Is it Madonna? No, it's, uh, uh, what's her face? Tess Trueheart. Oh, uh, Glenn Headley. Right. So she was cast, she wasn't the original person cast, and I think she's fantastic. I love her in everything. Oh, yeah, she's she's fine. She's great in everything she's in. But she was the second Tess. Originally, it was Sean Young, and, Ooh. and Sean Young got She probably could have used that. She got fired for being impossible to work with, but she claimed that she got fired because she wouldn't sleep with Warren Beatty. I believe either of those. But no, I don't believe her because he was sleeping with Madonna at the time. I don't know. Warren Beatty clearly really wanted to fuck everything in this movie. <laughs> but he didn't. But he didn't. But um, Yeah, but you could tell he really wanted to. Well, so Charlie Korsmo, who plays Kid, his mom went on the record and she's like, N- no, Warren never was seen alone with her. He knew that she was crazy. She was so demanding on set. And it wasn't even him who fired her. It was the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair play to that. Yeah, but this movie, like, the whole time Pacino is not just chewing up the scenery. He's like, hold on a second. I need to get some bread, and I need to get some pickles, and I need to get some cheese and put it between the scenery. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, my God. I need to get some mayonnaise for this scenery sandwich. And I want Kane's mayonnaise, goddammit! None of that helmet's crap! Oh, he's... I, I completely forgot also that he was, like, a hunchbacked character this whole movie. He created his own makeup. Really? Yeah. That you know, is nuts. So, originally, 
Disney approached Scorsese about directing this, and he made Goodfellas instead. And then Pro- probably a better move. And then Warren Beatty bought the producer's rights, and he wanted his good friend Bob Fosse to direct it. <laughs> and then Bob really? Fosse died of a massive heart attack. <laughs> probably related to this movie. Like we just oh I can't direct the movie because I got a um 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 oh, I'm dying okay goodbye I just, I just imagine him dying in Gwen Verdon's arms and being like but I never got to direct Dick Tracy <laughs> you know what that's okay Blech. so yeah um the studio's like okay Warren we don't really want you playing Dick Tracy because you know. You don't look like the Dick Tracy type. Also, you're 53. Well... And we're a movie studio. So he contacted his good friend Jack Nicholson to play Dick Tracy. Yeah. And Jack's How like, old was Jack Nicholson at the time? Same age as, as Warren and Beatty. the studio was like, no. No, the studio was like on board. Oh, okay. But he's like, sorry, slugger, I can't. I'm in the middle of filming Batman as the Joker. Riddle well, me. Jack said, no, guess you'll have to go with me. No, no. <laughs> the studio then said, what about Robert De Niro? And De Niro was like, eh, no. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to keep get uh, being cast in these tough guy, uh, tough as nails guys. So do you know what he made instead? Goodfellas. <laughs> Way to go, Bobby. <laughs> Yeah, solid excuse from him. He clearly didn't want to be in this movie. Yeah. And then so, then Warren Beatty was like, I said no, it's my turn. Pretty much, yeah, that that's exactly. For Dick Tracy, you needed like someone younger. I was trying to think of at this time. Who, yeah, who could have done it during in that time period? Um, maybe Jeff Bridges? That would have been interesting. I don't know if it would have made the Willem movie... Willem Dafoe? I don't know if it would have made the oh. movie good, but it would have been interesting. Alec Baldwin. Was Viggo Mortensen, like, big around that time no. yet? No. No? Um, I, yeah, I could see them picking Alec Baldwin. Who did The Shadow right. uh, four years later. And I the, don't know if the movie would have been good, but it would have been more interesting. Willem Dafoe? <laughs> I, any of those, really. Uh, oh, well, he's a whoremonger. But uh, Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen wouldn't have been terrible. Warren Beatty, you're oh. too horny. Let's get Charlie Sheen instead. And then the, the studio's just, oh, oh no. <laughs> Maybe Emilio Estevez, because he was doing Mighty Ducks around this time. Yeah, that that would have that. I could also have seen that. Yeah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Well, he was on contract at this time. This was around the time of Turner and Hooch. Oh boy! But I think Turner he was doing a league of league of their own. Mm. Um, like no one at this time. Oh, he was younger than them by about you know fifteen years. But maybe Michael Douglas. Mm. Michael Douglas wouldn't have been terrible. This would have been. Yeah, that would have been interesting. This would have been like Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, Michael Douglas. Mm. That wouldn't have been terrible. John Ritter, sex on a stick. There we go. <laughs> Would Harrison Ford have been a terrible idea? Um, no. No, Harrison Ford would have been a good Dick Tracy. Hmm. Please cast my good friend Harrison Ford as Dick Tracer. Please stop mm. calling it that. 
Come on, Dick Tracy, we gotta do the thing. Pew pew pew. Pew 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 pew. I'm talking to my watch. What? My Harrison Ford drifted into Shaquille O'Neal for a second. Great. Now we're gonna get an angry. Don't talk to my watch or drive the car to nineteen thirties. Um. You look hungry, big boy. You're like a whopper. Would have this been weird? What I'm about to say. <laughs> Go on. Kevin Klein. Interesting. I like Kevin Klein, but like, if you're gonna get someone who clearly doesn't look like Dick Tracy, can you at least get somebody with talent? Yeah. Because Warren Beatty, I never understood like. Warren Beatty in the 70s, yeah, I understood. Like, he's handsome, and, like, all the women love him. Yeah, he had that very sort of classic, like, almost generic sort of chiseled face look. But in this, like... Like he, like he would be in, like, like he absolutely would have been, like, a Dick Tracy in the 70s. Yeah, but now... That's around the time he bought the rights. But, like, in the 90s, he's starting... His hair is slowly starting to turn gray, and... Also, his voice doesn't sound like Dick Tracy. Like, it's not the voice you want to hear coming out. Hey, hey, kid, kid, get back here. Kid, kid, come... I'm sorry, kid. I mean, I'm not really sure what kind of voice you would sort of expect out of Dick Tracy, necessarily. I mean, I know there were like a some husky voice. there were like some Dick Tracy movies in like the '40s, but I have no idea what. And they I always talk like sound. this. Ah, like okay. That, like, so like the 1940s voice. Kind of, yeah. You're gonna go down, big boy. Yeah. Also, when they introduce Dick Tracy, not even at the beginning when he's getting dressed, but when he's in the the um the opera, the opera, and he's like, "Let me know what happens." <laughs> uh, well, that's a fat lady, and she's clearly singing. Yeah. It's almost over. There's there's no way he got back to the opera in time. He, if he, he had to drive across town to like see all the horrible, hideous mutants that were murdered, <laughs> I feel like there's like toxic sewage in this town, and and like. I mean, I know, I know he wanted to to make it look as close to the comic as possible, but I feel like there, Warren Beatty there, is there like should be a limit on that. Warren Beatty's like, no one is gonna be as attractive as me. Okay, that's all. How are they gonna tell who the bad guy is if they don't look gross? <laughs> what? Why is your Warren Beatty impression Bob Cackle? <laughs> I I don't know, but I'm sticking with it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Warren Beatty, in this movie, he looks like someone's grandpa who won't retire. Still trying desperately hard to be cool. And they're like, man about town, young playboy and detective. I don't think so. (laughs) No, no, that's not happening. Yeah, so, um, also, this is the second movie that you've done that Paul Sorvino's... (laughs) Oh, Paul Sorvino looks gross. Lips manless. He wasn't even one of the more gross people in there, but boy, he looked gross. On your podcast, when you did Madonna's American Life, and you talked about her making the the gap in her teeth bigger, I specifically watched this movie to to see if she had the gap yet. She had a tiny gap, but like she didn't have like the Madonna like. You can stick so your it entire. Was a, it was a much more natural gap, and not like I need to look British. Yeah, the, 
Yes. Not like uh, Shia LaBeouf removing his tooth because right. he thought like his character would have a tooth missing. She she had a normal size gap like one would have. And then now she's not. Also, her line, um, her line where uh, Pacino's like, so what's it going to be? What are you going to wear? Because my women either wear minks or nothing. And her first line, she's like, I look good in both. <laughs> it's like, oh. She sounds You're too modern. She sounds too modern. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. I mean, we were going to touch upon this at some point, but Madonna cannot do jazz singing. Yeah, at all. Soon, anytime, they- anytime it just cuts to her like doing a song at the nightclub or something like that, I just went, no, absolutely not. Yeah, and who is her piano man? Mandy Patankin. Mandy Patankin is. <laughs> Pandy Matankin. Yes, Pandy Matankin. And he is so... Oh, he would have been a good Dick Tracy. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Because he had... But, yeah. um, Clearly, Sondheim's like, oh, so this is going to be a musical. Yeah, but only two people are going to sing. And other than that, he pretty much does nothing of consequence. Except when he, like, frames Dick Tracy. Right, but he didn't have to be the one to do that, though. That's a kind of thing that literally any other character could have done. Right. But he was just there to do that and absolutely nothing else. Because, okay, spoiler alert, the blank, who is the new villain who's trying to take over Big Boy, it's Breathless. <clears throat> the question. That's what? That's the question. What? That's that's basically the question. Yeah. The DC Comics hero, that's basically just just basically just half rate the question. Oh, well in the comic strip it's like the question but bad. In the comic strip Oh, the is char- there actually a the blank character from the, the comics? The blank is yeah. Okay. Big boy and the blank are the two biggest thorns in Dick Tracy's side. Ah, okay. So the blank is Breathless Mahoney. It's Madonna. And she does it. She picks she picks Manny Patankin because she knows that he's going to do whatever she wants because he's in love with her. Hmm. But they never they never address yeah, that. Yeah, they never build on that or show like any kind of thing that signifies like, oh, he's gonna do whatever she says because he clearly wants to well, he clearly wants to give her smoochies. Yeah. Like they should have had her like asking really ridiculous questions. Hey, will you take my uh, dog to the to the dog park yeah sure and it just gets weirder and weirder hey will you help me uh go and you know bleach my lip <laughs> hey can i have your fingerprints uh, okay what okay why why do you need and goodbye I, I need your social security number too my social security has that been invented yet goodbye <laughs> all right i already got it <laughs> um a good so if they were gonna get someone who can sing and can sound like, you know, a 1930s showgirl. A husky jazz singer. Husky voice, rather. Or not even husky voice, just like that they could actually be... Well, at this time, the showgirls didn't have husky voices. They mm. they kind of talked like this. Um, They should have got, like, Bernadette Peters. That would have been... Yeah, I could see that. And she always works with Sondheim and Patankin, so it would have mm. made sense. That would have made more sense. <laughs> Bernadette Peters, Cindy Lauper, like anybody but Madonna. Sorry, Madge. Kate Bush. Anybody. <laughs> Kate Bush would have been interesting. <laughs> Don't give up. 
Because you have Dick Tracy. If I only could. Don't give up. He's got a Tommy gun. But she said, she sings too much like Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin in this. Like, at first I thought it was Madonna who was singing, and then it was Mandy Patinkin. Because I love Mandy Patinkin, but, like, his singing voice either goes from being really deep to, like, really high. Like, it's like, what can you do? Give it all up. Why keep concealing everything you're feeling? Say it to her. What can you do? Maybe it's yours, she's had clues, which she chose to ignore. I mentioned Why before I mentioned before we were recording that it sounded like Jim Croce. Riding on the highway like my daddy did. Bad, bad, Leroy Brown. The baddest cat in the whole damn town. Jumping back a bit, uh, like uh, to where we were talking about Paul Sorvino. This this is no spoiler, but Paul Sorvino does not make it through the movie. He gets a bath. Yeah, he gets uh, he gets a bath in uh, cement that looks nothing like cement. It looks more like gruel. So, which maybe that's why he was crying. It was just, oh, I don't like gruel. It's gross. No. So, as a little kid, I saw that. So, I saw this as a double feature at the drive-in. Um, when my family would go to the Cape, we, we would stay at a place for the week on the Cape and we would always go to the drive-in and this was on a double feature. It was this and the Rocketeer. And I have a feeling one has aged a lot better than the other. The Rocketeer. I won't say which one, but it's not Dick Tracy. (laughs) But I, so I totally thought that the bath I literally thought he was getting a bath, and I thought that lips ended up becoming prune face, like they put him in there too long. Cause uh-huh. it, but that was my four-year-old brain. <laughs> like, that, that's what four-year-old Scott's brain did. I mean, I gathered that it was supposed to be like a cement shoes kind of thing when I saw it when I was 10, and... Um, that, like and then they just throw him in like the ocean anyway. So like, what was the point? I still don't understand when they bring back that joke or not joke, but that that thing. Yeah, they they do it with the guy who planted the bug. Bug Bailey. Bug Bailey, <laughs> which um, but that that guy was a fucking amateur. But not just that. It was um, but then they cut back and it's Dick Tracy now getting getting cut. <laughs> All he had to do is stand in front of it holding his gun and shoot those two mutants. Yeah, I mean, there was no need for him to get in the thing and get covered in cement. Like, just just get the guy out of there and then just shoot him. Can we talk about Flat Top? <laughs> William Forsythe. William Forsythe. As Flat Top. And uh, Edo Ross as Itchy. Like Itchy was the other kind of... He, Itchy was the other, like, henchman who talked a lot. Yeah, he was the one who... Um, he, was he, he was the guy who went, Dirty seconds, no more dick. Dirty seconds, no more dick. Yeah. He, but he also was the one who um, uh, pretended to be the woman. Right. The, what the fuck is wrong with his nose? It's Itchy. <laughs> but yeah, so um, those two, first off, they're lovers, right? <laughs> they're always together. It's it's the 40s, Scott. They're confirmed bachelors. <laughs> They were wearing red ties. They're happy. 
Okay, so we're we're going on a night on the town with me and him and Liberace and uh, Anthony Perkins and Rock Hudson, <laughs> Paul Lind. <laughs> Hi, boys. Charles Nelson Riley. Hi, boys. <laughs> Those impressions sound remarkably similar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Paul Lind. Uh, he. <laughs> so there's the story of Paul Lind where he gets arrested for driving drunk but he's driving so drunk that he flips his car over <laughs> and the officer goes mr lind have you been drinking and he goes no i always drive my car over a fucking hill <laughs> oh boy he was ridiculous and we love him for it but yeah so um flat top and itchy first off flat top the way they make him look once again. Yeah, he's he's somehow one of the least gross-looking people, and but, he still looks fucking disgusting. <laughs> Even itchy. How is it that, that Pacino is the one who looks the most and nothing like Pacino? He was so unsure whether or not he wanted to be publicized of being in this movie that for leading up to the release of the movie, before he got good good reviews in the movie, he went by... What was it? Uh, Guido Fricasca. What? Yeah. Oh, boy. They're like, and introducing, and then they're like, nah, it's Al Pacino. How could you not know it's Al Pacino? What? It's me, uh, character actor Guido Fricasca. Did you just You've never heard of me. I'm I'm not Academy Award winning actor Al Pacino, but I hear it's fantastic. I only sound like him. I have nothing to do with that incredibly talented actor, Al Pacino. The incredibly oh. handsome Al Pacino. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go hang with my buddies, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Hoo-ha! I just happen to be friends with them as well. Um, Speaking of being friends, I guess Beatty got all of his friends in this movie because... Pacino, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman... Hoffman James Kahn, Charles Durning, Forsyth. Um, oh, Dick Van Dyke. Oh, I forgot Dick Van Dyke Dick was in this. Kathy Bates. Oh boy. Oh Catherine boy. O'Hara. Wow. Yeah, like so much talent being wasted. Yes, and so we haven't even gotten to the kid. Oh, I fucking hate the kid. I didn't hate the kid as much as you did. I the kid is intolerable. Charlie Corsmo, who plays the kid, originally Macaulay Culkin was offered the role, and he turned it down to make Home Alone. Eh, probably a better move on his part. Much better move. But <laughs> do you know who also auditioned for Home Alone when, when uh, Macaulay Culkin? I'm going to say... Uh... You're going to get it wrong, but go on. <laughs> I am going to say it was um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. John Mulaney. <laughs> really? Yes. A young John Mulaney. Auditioned. Interesting. Because it filmed in Chicago when he lived in Chicago. Neat. But also Charlie Corsmo. That's a fun little trivia. Charlie Corsmo also auditioned and got this instead. I don't hate the kid, but he's a little douchebag. <laughs> I just love, when are we going to eat? When we eat? When we eat? Oh, I could not stand the kid. He was intolerable. And he barely contributed anything to the movie whatsoever. He's like the Robin. 
Like the, the only the thing Robin does Robin does things. He did he, something. The kid did something. He, he f- did something that could that any other character could have done. It didn't need to be a precocious little kid what, to free- get the children's on board. <laughs> well, that's who it is. One in- of Dick Tracy's buddies could have just been like, "I'll get you out of there, Dick." <laughs> oh, Seymour Cassell. <laughs> also, Charles Charles Fleischer's in this movie. Roger Rabbit is oh, in this man. movie. He is one of the news reporters. Oh, so man. are you going to sue? Are you going to sue the the city? I would sue the city when it's one man. I mean, you could just have him I killed. Mean, the Who man, said that? The man is working for the city. What? <laughs> Hoo-ha! Why did, why did your Pacino just go into Corey Feldman? <laughs> uh, don't say his name too many times. He might show up. Hey, what's going on? What? Corey, how'd you follow us all the way from Pat's place? Uh... <laughs> You sound very tired, Corey. I ran all the way here. I'm so sleepy, man. Can I just kind of fall over on the floor? I don't even need to sleep on the couch. Oh, you got a rug. It's fine. <laughs> night, nights. <laughs> Corey, go sleepy, bye. Oh, know who would have been the greatest stunt casting for Dick Tracy? And it would have been so ridiculous, but I would have loved it. Who's that? Rick Moranis. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Why don't you stop or I'll shoot you with my Tommy gun. I could have gotten behind John Candy as Dick Tracy. Oh, come on. Come on, big boy. We're going to get you. (laughs) Or John Candy as big boy Caprice. (laughs) That's enough. I want him dead. Yeah, so this is where I want him dead. I want his whole family dead. That's where this comes from. All right. All right, that's enough. I want him dead. Both of them. I want this no face dead, and I want Tracy dead. What's the matter? You bums forgot how to kill people? Doesn't your work mean anything to you anymore? Have you no sense of pride in what you do? No sense of duty? No sense of destiny? I'm looking for generals! What do I got? Foot soldiers! I want Dick Tracy dead! Um. Oh, man, that, that, that was one of the scenes that they showed in the... Uh disney documentary i watched that it was actually part of a montage of just villain clips because they showed all these like animated disney characters that one scene where big boy freaks out and flips the table immediately into cruella Deville. how does he f- keep finding where i am <laughs> but once again i want to see there are two things that i want to see in this movie like i would have watched a two-hour movie of <laughs> of Pacino just choreographing the dance numbers for the girls in that entire like all night session before he gets arrested. I w- I would watch an I would watch a Al Pacino as big boy TED talk for how much he goes off the rails talking about like Greek philosophers and stuff like that. And he gets it wrong every time too. Yeah. But also then I would have watched an entire montage where where the kid just keeps eating and he keeps getting fatter and he just <laughs> turns into Patton Oswalt. <laughs> what do we eat? What do we eat? What do we eat? What do we eat? And eventually he just eats the entire town. Nom, nom, nom. More food. What we didn't know is the kid had a tapeworm. <laughs> also, so... Did Tess want to get married because she hints that she wants to be married and then she doesn't want to be married? Like, she makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, I sense. mean, 
I like Tess as a character, but the movie completely wastes her. Yeah. Because there's like all this buildup to like, there's all these hinting that, oh, she's tougher than she appears. She can handle herself. And then she just ends up like a capture the flag thing for the rest of the movie. Well, I also love... So like that was, you built that up for nothing, didn't you? I will say her interaction with the kid was pretty good. Like when he's like, I don't like dames. Me neither. Do you want a broken arm? <laughs> also, oh, that money looked ridiculous. That by money the was way. so fake. <laughs> that money was monopoly money. I I just love when one phosphate, please. That'll be dollar sign money. <laughs> also, Dick Tracy. Do you have change for currency? Also, Dick Tracy being like a smartass, like you don't believe it coming from Warren Beatty when when he's like, yeah, the chili sucks. That just sounds like Warren Beatty being a dick. <laughs> if it, it does. It, if it if it was like, uh, if it was De Niro or Harrison or, or Nicholson Harrison Ford, not not Harrison, but no. Nicholson definitely, I would buy. It'd be like, ah man, the the food is uh kind of rubbery today. Fuck you! Like, <laughs> I can get better food in the garbage heap. <laughs> Why is the chili so rubbery today, man? Fuck you! You fucking come back here. Yeah. Also, work, it's the depression. I'm doing what I can. The other movie that I would want to see is like the guy who has to keep feeding kids, <laughs> like calling like his food vendor, like I need more food. There's this orphan kid who won't stop fucking eating everything. I've given him four steaks, fried chicken, several ice cream sundaes. I don't know why I keep feeding him. I'm assuming I'm assuming that eventually he'll just die, but it doesn't happen. And yet I keep pressing on. What did you think of Durning, of Charles Durning, as the most understanding chief of police ever? I have never seen a movie. Yeah, he where, he is kind of a pushover, isn't he? But also he then ends up babysitting the kid. Like everyone ends up babysitting this kid. Like, there's there's several instances where they're just like, I'm going to go do this thing of sketchy credibility, Chief. Hey, you can't... Okay, you're doing it. Bye. I support you. You're my hero. Well, okay. Should we talk about Hoffman? <laughs> Baby, Dad. Baby, Dad. Baby, go. Baby, Dad. Baby, go. Baby, go. Baby, Dad. Okay, you heard him, Mrs. Baby Green. That's his testimony. Okay, boys, get him out of here. It's what? Mumbles. Mumbles. Baby he, he, he barely appears in the movie, but he leaves such a huge impact. Because he's the one who basically, you find out that he can talk normally, and he rats everyone out because he's like, they're, he, they're like, oh, well, you already told us everything because we were recording you when inside this water cooler that's in the shape of a polar bear. <laughs> yes, the water cooler is in the shape of a polar bear. If I didn't know any better, I might have assumed that was some sort of polar seltzer reference, but they're not that clever, and they're, I don't think anyone from Worcester was on the art design team. From Worcester? Worcester. But yeah, so his his confession is him just going, and then they slow it down. Yeah, it it would not have come out more clearly if they'd slowed it down. Yeah, it would have gone from to yeah, and then it slows down to big boy did it. 
Big, big boy, boy did, did it. Big boy did it. And then he's like, <laughs> honestly, Dustin Hoffman is just playing Beaker from the Muppets this entire. I did not realize that, but you're right. He is Beaker. Big boy did it. Big boy did it. And then when he finally talks, Honeydew so, did it. <laughs> when he finally does talk, so Dick Tracy gets framed. I love how he gets framed by by eighty eight keys because they kill the chief of police, and that no, not the chief of police. They kill the DA. The DA. Play, who who plays the DA? It's Dick Van Dyke. All oh, right, right. Being black, you keep forgetting it's Dick Van Dyke. It's it's Dick Van Dyke who looks nothing like Dick Van Dyke, and he gets killed by the blank face. He actually kind of looked a lot like the mayor of Gotham from the Batman animated series. The mayor of Gotham or Jim Gordon? The, no, the mayor. You know, okay. the guy with the gray hair and the mustache, has glasses. No, I don't In the know. Clock King episode, he was oh, the okay. one that got yeah. kidnapped. Yeah. That guy that no one, clearly no one gives a shit about. I will say, to his credit, Beatty did make this look like a comic strip. Oh, yeah. Like, I will say, yeah, just to, on top of that, the shots where they show, like, the entire city do look really good. But then the entire movie is garbage. <laughs> yes. They made it look really pretty, but it's a bunch of prettiness surrounding just turds. But would I watch this again? Absolutely, because this is a fucking guilty pleasure. It's just so terrible and so ridiculous. And the way they frame him is they they basically drug him <laughs> and kidnap Tess at the same time. They put Tess inside Big Boy's lair, and they put Dick Tracy at the scene of the crime of where uh, Dick Van Dyke is murdered. And... And how? no one thinks otherwise. Yeah, like, how can you confuse Mandy Patinkin's voice saying, oh, how dare you, Dick Tracy, out here, with Dick Van Dyke's voice? <laughs> well, he didn't sound like himself, but, meh, que sera, sera. That, that must be why, like, you know, Big Boy has the whole town, the whole city under his thumb, because it's filled with fucking idiots. Yeah, I mean, okay. everyone that hasn't been horribly mutated by the sewage has just had their has had their mental capacities ruined. So James Con's cameo. Do you think that like when they asked him to do it, he's like, "Yeah, I'll do a cameo, but you're not putting any of that crazy shit on my face like Pacino ass." <laughs> He, and, that, oh, and that irritated them, so they put more crazy shit on his face. No, they didn't put any shit on on Khan's face except Wait, who for. Did, who, I'm think. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Prune Face. Who did James Khan play? James Khan was Spaldino, the the guy who was like, "No, nah, I'm not going to go with your plan." Oh, okay. And then he gets blown up. He, the weirdest thing he had on his face was a big giant mustache. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have this really neat makeup for you. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, but, I, but we had this whole plan for you. No, no, I got no, it. no, no, it's no. not going to happen. I got it. That's that's a fake mustache you got from the party store. Yep. Yeah, that's what we're doing. I'll be dead in two scenes. Don't give me shit. <laughs> right. I just picture Paul Sorvino in the corner and be like, hey, I got these giant lips on my face. I look like a trout. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they—he looked like he should have been mounted to someone's wall and singing. Like, <laughs> he looked like a Billy Big Bass. Yeah, he did. Also, I love Madonna's like, please don't eat in front of me. It makes me sick to my stomach. And you didn't he kept used to, eating. 
And he's like, you didn't used to money. Yeah, you didn't used to be a Zeppelin. <laughs> just everything about this movie is ridiculous. Yeah. I keep going back to, I just want to see Al Pacino choreograph the entire movie. Because yeah. that scene itself is just so ridiculous. He's like, got my goil. <laughs> got my friends. Oodles of noodles. <laughs> do, do, do. Shake your fanny. Come on. What does he got? You'll love. I'm like... Two hours. That's all I asked for. Two hours of Pacino dancing and choreographing Fosse style. <laughs> what if that was like his whole plan? He just wanted to own a nightclub and like Dick Tracy is the villain and just being like the biggest douche. I'm trying to be respectable here. Come on. We got Duke Ellington coming in a few hours. Hey, big boy. <laughs> Ba do do do. I don't know why he went into Ethel Merman, but that's what I'm sticking with. Have you met my friend Cab Calloway? Also, Dick what, Tracy, go away. Was it just me, or did it look like such the the nightclub looked like such a high school set, like like a it did. It did have kind of a VFW vibe to it. Yeah, like like this is this is what a high school would make for like their production of Follies. They spent all of their money making the sets and like paying off Dan- Danny Elfman. So they were just like, well, let's put up some tables. Warren, I'm so sorry. Tons. We wasted our entire budget on all this red paint. But this is the big casino scene. Yeah, well, you wanted twenty gallons of red paint. I like red paint. You're not even using it for blood. What? I like the walls. That's how we keep the PG rating. The red water doesn't come out or nothing. Yeah, when... when. Oh my God, this guy was in Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, when Warren Beatty is tied to a chair and the kid breaks him out using the baseball... That they gave him. Chekhov's baseball. Chekhov's baseball, but also he has a piece of glass that he uses like a knife. Yeah, that rope looked way too thick to just be cut with a piece of glass. Also, when they jump... And that glass looked way too flimsy to be able to use to cut things. When they jump out of the the way of the building, that kid should have been dead. (laughs) Like, like Tracy goes flying and he's fine, but kid goes flying so far he should have smashed through a windshield been like that was cool Tracy please call a hospital <laughs> yeah um you're all right kid K- kid I'm dying <coughs> oh when, no when who do was, we eat Blech. no who wanted to direct this movie and Beatty said no <laughs> I go yeah just, just go ahead and tell me I just like that just Beatty had the final word it's just like well he was producer yeah oh okay no it's our, my movie our good friend David Lynch <laughs> oh come on I is can make re- it really yeah this is right up my alley Everyone I can make looks- it weird <laughs> everyone already looks gross and I can make it grosser you like weird 1950s music da doom 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 uh, it's doom. the 30s David. What? Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> and so Bruce Campbell 
Lot, oh, Bruce Campbell. How lo- can I fit Jack Nance into this? <laughs> Jack Nance would have been big boy. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Got my Goyle. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, apparently Bruce Campbell lobbied hard for the role of Dick Tracy. Oh, Bruce Campbell would have been fucking great. Yeah. And he's like, no, you sound too much like a TV actor. So Bruce Campbell, after Briscoe County Jr. ended, tried to get this made into a TV series, and Beatty still held the rights, and he's like, no. Because oh, Warren Beatty. Beatty is a dickhead. Beatty, how could you? <laughs> what am I complaining about? Right now, I'm banging Madonna, and in two years, I'm going to be married to Annette Benning. Bajing. You mean, kaching? I said what I said. I say Bajing! Uh, he has no charisma. Beatty has no charisma. Like, He's trying to prove what like a ladies' man Dick Tracy is, but also every time Breathless Mahoney kisses him, he just stands there like, "Ah, oh, see, she's kissing me, but I'm not holding her back." I mean, I would assume that's to show, like, you know, oh, he's he's a career man, he's so right. completely professional and stuff like that. But he just looks like he just looks like he's just mentally not there. I also love how like Madonna's just like, "Oh, sexy time." While internally, he's just going, duh! Well, the only reason why Madonna wants to have sex with him is because he's the only person who doesn't look like (laughs) Play-Doh. That's a good point. He's the only person who doesn't look disgusting. Right. That is true. That doesn't look disgusting and isn't like in their 70s. Should we talk about the nudity in this movie? We glossed over it. I mean, we kind of already did. We glossed over it. We can get further into it. Once again, this is a children's movie. PG. Like, I would expect this from a PG-13 movie. And this was already at a time when PG-13 existed. She... First off, he goes into her dressing room and she goes, you're breaking and entering. I don't know why she sounds like Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't know why. But but she's like, you're breaking and entering, Tracy. And he's like, oh, sorry. And she's like, no, you can stay. And then she comes out. And then it's just like, look at my barely covered areolas. <laughs> and and he's like, aren't you going to grieve that Lips is dead? I'm wearing black underwear. <laughs> You know, for kids. Yeah, because I had I had a beach towel of Dick Tracy. And really? I, I also think I had sheets. Something about that seems kind of unnerving. Eh. <laughs> My parents oh wouldn't get me the Rocketeer once. <laughs> it's like, no, Rocketeer is way too, uh, too adult here. I'm going to get you sheets of a movie where Madonna... Madonna constantly has her boobs out. Well, not just that, but I don't think in the original version you could see it because of how it was lit, but this is high def. This was... This was high def. It was uh, Blu-ray. They did, not, they did not foresee the increased uh, definition. Yes. The increased definition around Madonna's boobs. Yes. But also, who knows? This this was, you know, 1990. Madonna was naked and everything. I want everyone to see the boobies of the lady I'm dating. Oh, another thing that's going to... This is going to make you laugh. So the entire production, Warren Beatty kept proposing to Madonna, and she's like, let me get back to you. Let me get back to you. And then, like, production wraps, and she's like, 
No. <laughs> and he's like, so good. That's so rad. And he's like, relationship over. <laughs> okay, go home. Bye. Once again, the thing that baffles me is how the fuck did he get Dustin Hoffman in this movie? Was it because they made Ishtar together? It's like, you owe me. <laughs> I'm not really sure I owe you for that. But Dustin Hoffman did get the kid cast in Hook because of this. Okay. So, so that's what, that's it. End of story. Oh, I Downey Jr. Seen, would have, have been a good Dick Tracy. What? Downey Jr. would have been a good Dick Tracy, too. Yeah, probably. That would have been good. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Hey, whoa. I'm, I love Keanu Reeves, but Yeah, Keanu Reeves is good, but it's very easy to dunk on him. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. It's just as easy to dunk on him as it is to praise him. So, Lils, what's the big resolution to this movie? How do they wrap everything up in a neat little bow? Uh, They don't. They really don't. I they- mean, like, the bad guys die. I mean, Big Boy dies in the most Disney fashion ever by just kind of falling. Yeah, he. how does he not see that open, like, area? He's like, whoa. Oh, no, I'm falling into a thing. Who could have seen this coming? Oh, no, look, there's a bunch of fucking mermaids. Oh, now I can do my whole showgirl thing. Come on. Five, six, seven, eight. Got my love. Oh, God, these aren't mermaids. These are sharks. Oh, my God. Good God. God gracious. Oh, Lordy, Lordy. I just thought of the perfect person who would have been my favorite Dick Tracy. Oh, yeah? Who's the person that I've been talking a ton about? David Lynch. No. <laughs> who I've been doing impression and impression over? Christopher Walken. Oh, boy. Yes. Why won't you marry me? I could be a good husband. Breathless Mahoney. My God. I can see your boobs. Everywhere. Kid. Kid. You need to stop eating or I'll blow your brains out. Not afraid to kill a kid. Kid, I keep telling you. Stop it. Stop eating so much goddamn food. Big boy, come here. There's a story I want to tell you. Two mice fall into a bucket of cream. (laughs) Is that from Catch Me If You Can? Yes. Fuck you. Get out of my house. (laughs) Okay, this has been my last episode of Writer's Pickle Basket. (laughs) Just for that, 20 more David Lynch movies. Oh, no. (laughs) No, but yeah. So Christopher Walken would have been amazing just to see him with a machine gun and go, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I killed big boy Caprice. This isn't my gun. It's yours. But... That gun's different. How ridiculous was Beatty as he was firing that Tommy gun and like the fire behind him? <laughs> like everything's exploding. He's yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure they were trying to go for like a real badass visual or something like that. Once again, it's like, like th- your this uncle sti- who's this like, This is the still they're going to advertise it with. It looked like some guy's uncle who's like, Eh, don't I look cool? <laughs> bang, bang, pew, pew, pew. They just like put a filter behind him when he was at the shooting range. Everything about this movie is just so ridiculous. Once again, seven Oscars, seven BAFTAs. Just saying. Fuck that. 
Also, Tess agrees to marry him after all of the shenanigans. She's like, I know it was part of the job. I know this is what it's what it comes with. I've had a tenuous grasp on my own mortality anyway. Oh, know what we didn't talk about? What? The kid becomes a fucking detective. That's not how it works at all. And he ends up becoming... But, I mean, that kind of plays into my whole theory that the nuclear waste that's clearly seeping into the water supply has made this whole town stupid. Yeah, going back to that, it's probably what turned them into mutants. When they got shot, Grey News should come out. (laughs) So, yeah. um, The kid ends up changing his name to Dick Tracy Jr. First off, his name is not Dick Tracy. It's Richard Tracy. It would be Richard Tracy Jr. Dick Tracy Jr. is when they're like, yeah, just call me James Bond the third. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm slick. Like when I saw that scene, the only relax the only reaction I gave to it was and just this very emphatic and over the top. Oh! Did you watch this with Susan? No, I watched it alone. Because I just picture, <laughs> I picture Susan the entire time being like, oh, God damn it. I mean, there was at one point where, like, I stepped out of the room and, like, she was asking me how it was. And I said that I was not enjoying it except for Al Pacino and that the kid was fucking terrible. And her exact, like, I told him, like, the kid was just this precocious kind of like, yeah, we got to do the thing, Dick Tracy. We got to get the big guys. And her reaction, like, I'm trying to, like, I might paraphrase this, but. The quote I remember her saying was something to the effect of, go back to your trash can, you panda. <laughs> you raccoon. Jesus. Keep, ser- keep searching for peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. The, okay. The kid was living with a strange man who in the, the comics is called The Tramp. I have no idea who played him. I kept looking to see who played him. It didn't say who is played it, him. It's not even on Wikipedia or anything? No. Weird. No idea who played the tramp, which makes me believe it was someone really famous. Like, like it was Harrison Ford. <laughs> and, I mean, like, his punishment for, like, hitting the kid is really, really unbalanced. Because, like, he hits the kid once, and Dick Tracy destroys his house and everything he owns. And then has him arrested. Yeah. Dick Tracy does not go by the book at all. He breaks yeah, the laws. Yeah, he's, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> Am I an asshole? I have this really cool watch and gun. <laughs> also, Dick Tracy... <laughs> Dick Tracy is a character who is supposed to be, like, super suave and sophisticated. And Warren Beatty... Is not. The entire movie I equated to him ordering food for the kid. He's like, "Hey, can we get can we get another slice of pie? Can we get some ice cream? Come on, get, Lou, can we get some ice cream? Lou, ice cream. You got any of those chicken fingers that are shaped like dinos? Ice get cream. Get a fucking T Rex. Can we get some ice cream? Also, when they when they go for ice cream, Tess, Tess and uh, um, and kid and kid. That is the fakest looking ice cream. It is. It's like it's for mu- sure shortener and it's like, like Muppet ice cream food coloring. And he's like, "Oh, what did you get? Pistachio? 
Uh, there's clearly chocolate. You absolutely did not get pistachio. First off, that's mint chocolate chip. Second off, you, pistachio. You're an old fucking man. <laughs> you old man. Oh, what did you get? Pralines and cream? Rum What's raisin? That? What's that? Butter pecan? Ooh, butter crunch. <laughs> oh, somebody got strawberry. That's a new flavor. <laughs> mint chocolate chip for the kid and a glass of tepid water for me. Ooh, ice milk. <laughs> I got some ice milk. Is mm. that my egg cream? I got a phosphate. <laughs> How many more of these have we got? Probably a ton. <laughs> Ooh, it's an ice cream soda. <laughs> Is that my black cherry Ricky? Ooh, it's a black and white. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm out. Ah, I'm out of this bit. <laughs> I got a black cow. That's a vanilla ice cream with chocolate syrup. Now I'm out. It's also a Steely Dan song. Are you living in the black Uh So yeah, but Warren Beatty, of all the people that you would expect to make a movie, at this point he's made like McCabe and Mrs. Miller and Reds. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. But for him to make like Dick Tracy, like... If Robert Altman made this movie, I wouldn't be surprised, but it was him. And then he gets like Stephen Sondheim and he gets all of these people to make this movie. It's like, well, if I'm stuck in this, you're all coming with me. Yeah, he he had to have really, really, really wanted to make this. And like to do like a Dick Tracy movie in the 90s, because that strip is like fucking forever years old. It'd be like making a Brenda Stark movie. Or a Mark Trail movie, like I said earlier. That's insane. So, you and I always, we, we recast the movie. So, what I did is I did, if Scorsese got to make it today, and then I did a good version. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you had a twist on it? Yeah, I'll reveal the twist after we've gone through like the, like the regular versions and the good versions. So the remake for Scorsese, I'm doing the kind of crappy version. So Dick Tracy, Chris Pine, probably. Pine or, or Ryan Gosling, Scorsese would cast. I'm going mm. with Chris Pine, probably. Big Boy Caprice, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have pegged him for a Mumbles. Uh, oh, wait till I get to Mumbles. You're going to like Mumbles. Um Oh, Dick Tracy also could have been Mark Ruffalo, too. Hmm. Uh, Breathless Mahoney, Lady Gaga. <laughs> Tess, Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. The Kid, Jacob Tremblay. Flat Top, Jonah Hill. <laughs> Itchy, Tobey Maguire. Oh, boy. 88 Keys, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Interesting. D.A. Fletcher, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> the Chief, Robert De Niro. These are all some good picks. They're not, but this is not my good version. This is not the version that it I still sounds s- pretty good though. Mumbles, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> okay, so oh boy, oh boy. So the version that I would make, my version, Dick Tracy, John Hamm. This I, is that would fucking rule. If I was directing this art. That's the best one. Big Boy Caprice. It's definitely better than who I pegged for Dick Tracy. Big Boy Caprice, Patton Oswalt. Oh, man. Breathless Mahoney, Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> Tess Trueheart, Zoe, Zoe Deutsch. These are all interesting picks. 
the kid, uh, I picked Roman Griffin Davis from Jojo Rabbit. Hmm. Flat Top and Itchy, I have to say them together. John Mulaney's Flat Top, Nick, Nick Kroll as <laughs> 88 Keys, Ben Platt. Who's Ben Platt? Um, he's on that TV show, The Politician. He was Evan Hansen and Dear Evan Hansen. Mm. He's in Pitch Perfect. He plays Benji. Okay. 88 Keys was Ben Platt. D.A. Fletcher. Ray Romano. Tabra. Tabra. The Chief, Alan Alda. Because <laughs> if you're going to have someone very understanding and like too understanding... Alan Alda. Very nice. Mumbles, and I think you're going to like this one best of all. Christopher Maloney. Oh, boy. I don't know if that tops John Hamm as Dick Tracy, though, because that's just too perfect. Well, do you want to hear who I originally had as Mumbles? Uh, who? H. John Benjamin. I actually kind of like H. John Benjamin more. Uh, yeah, I'm going to change it to H. John Benjamin. Oh, I do man. love... You put more thought into yours than I did to mine. Okay. Like, I'm probably going to need to think on a lot of these if, if, if we do mine. We can do yours. Um, well, just yeah, do there, the ones you want. There are some ones that I hadn't even thought. Like, just go down the character list, and I'll see if I can come up with ones off the top of my head. Dick Tracy. Um, for Dick Tracy, I'd originally thought, like, Patrick Wilson. Really? No? No to Patrick Wilson? Uh, Patrick Wilson's fine. It's just... He's he he always comes off as a bad guy. I, I see him as like the DA, but that's I don't your... know. I only thought of that because I didn't think of John Hamm, which is too perfect. You can steal mine. <laughs> okay, I'll fuck it. I'll say John Hamm because that's too good. Big boy, big boy. It depends if like we're doing a you just you know, straight <laughs> version or a com- or a comical version. Whatever you want. Um, then I am going to go completely off the rails and say Jason Manzukis. I absolutely love that. Because if you've ever heard Jason Manzukis act crazy, it is so perfect. Yeah, as uh, Ravi. Yeah. Breathless Mahoney. I like I liked Lady Gaga, so I'm going to go with that one, too. Okay. Test, Lady Gaga. Tess Trueheart. Tess Trueheart, I'm going to say Lennon Parham. Oh, that's actually a really good one. The Kid. I don't know any kid actors currently happening right now, so I guess I'll just use yours again. Uh, which one, Jacob Tremblay or Roman Griffin, Jojo Rabbit? Uh, either. Flat I don't top. know who either of those are <laughs> anyway. Jacob Tremblay was in Room, and he was also in uh, Good Boys. Ah, uh, okay. <clears throat> Flat Top. Flat Top. I am going to say... Uh, I think John Mulaney would be a good Flat Top, actually. I do, too. And do you know and why Nick, I picked him? Nick, yeah, that's a good one. Do you know why I picked John Mulaney as Flat You could top? pair him with Nick Kroll to be the henchman? No, it, based on his stand-up of how he misses the days of bank robbers with the Tommy guns <laughs> just shooting their names into, and that's what Flat Top does. I like that. And since yours was perfect, his his buddy is also Nick Kroll. But let me make a correction. It has to be his his itchy voice needs to be his Lola voice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> God damn it, Tracy. I'm starving. Ugh. Yeah, I like that. I like those ones. 88 Keys. Who's your... 88 Keys. This is a bit of stunt casting. Like, I literally just thought of this right now just to be like, what if I'm going to say John Darnielle from The Mountain Goats? That's the weirdest. I actually love it. Are you going to throw in the grizzly bears in there, too? <laughs> um, D.A. Fletcher. D.A. Fletcher is... Um, 
D.A. Fletcher is Andy Daly. <laughs> okay. And your chief? The chief is Alan Arkin. God damn it, Tracy, you magnificent <laughs> bastard. Mumbles. Mumbles. I like H. John Benjamin, so I'm using that one too. There's a... Or, no, wait. Tom Kenny. Oh, nice. I totally thought you were going to go with Will Arnett. Ooh, that would be a good one. So, yeah. I mean, just the idea of John Hamm as Dick Tracy. He looks like Dick Tracy. It, it's so goddamn good. Like, that would be... Did we did we cast Dick Tracy's buddies at all? Oh, uh, Sam I for- Ketchum. I forget what their names were. It was Sam Ketchum, and that was Seymour Cassell. Um, honestly, do you know what I would do for that? For his two buddies? Yeah. Unmakeup, I would also make it John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. <laughs> Unmakeup. Actually, the more realistic one is doing um paul Shear and uh mark duplass for those two i am going to say jason sudeikis and will forte wow really yeah for for, for dick but, tracy's buddies but are, are they but them as bond uh john bovey right <laughs> yes that's john bovey <laughs> so yeah and any, or those two sports anchor guys any anything else uh off the top of my head no now, here's the thing that I was going to suggest, and I meant to bring this up for, like, a previous episode. Okay. But it's been kind of sticking in my head. Like, we've all been trying to come up with, you know, good, you know, technically good castings. How would you cast it if you wanted to get everything wrong? Like, imagine this is being remade, like, Uva Bowl is directing it or something, or, like, it's being an animated film, except it's Illumination Studios. Just... Imagine, like, you're a studio that gets everything wrong, like any movie that's gotten the casting totally wrong. I don't have one off the top of my head, but I would fit Pitbull in there somewhere. Okay, Jesus Christ. Is this a a weird challenge for you? No, I think I can do it. (laughs) Just hold on. I'm, like, basically my brain is just going through it. Um, so... (laughs) seems like it's no like, wait i got i got one right okay. now dick tracy is warren Beatty again <laughs> i was i was honestly gonna say that dick tracy I, I, i'm gonna do this completely wrong and if it's like an illumination movie dick tracy is ashton kutcher oh boy <laughs> right yeah that would be pretty bad big boy oh geez. dane cook that's not bad no? That's not bad at all. Um, okay, not Dan Cook. No, I, I mean, for like, I, I think you're right. I, I was actually going to okay. go with like like Steve Carell, but Dan Cook, let's go with Dan Cook. I think Steve Carell could pull it off, though. I think it's too good. That's why I think you're right with Dan Cook. Breathless Mahoney would totally be like... I'm going to say Megan Trainer. I was going to go with Taylor Swift. Yeah, those are both pretty bad, I would say. Test true heart. Um, this is I'm on, honestly doing this like an illumination movie. Oh, okay. So I'm going with the illumination of it all. So test true heart. Kaylee Cuoco hmm. from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, um, the kid. 
Tara Strong doing a kid's voice. <laughs> she's a great actress, but... Yeah, I, she's also been in some crap. Yes. But, I mean, you know, voice actors, they got to make a paycheck. Pitbull is 88 keys. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I, I can probably go a worse musician. Jason Mraz is 88 <laughs> keys. <laughs> oh, no, no, That's you done, done, done. That's a good one. Yeah. Jason Mraz. Uh, flat Top and Itchy. Uh Kevin Nealon and Dana Carvey. Oh boy. That's unfortunate. Do, doing Hans and Franz. Oh no. That's bad. That it in This movie is getting terrible. It's inspired by when they had um Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas do the McKenzie brothers as mooses. On Brother Bear. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. So, That's that's the kind of stunt casting we could do without. Yeah, the DA. Honestly, Patrick Warburton. I was thinking he's in fucking everything. I, I was thinking Warburton. Actually, I, I'm doing Warburton as the chief of police. The DA is David Spade. Oh boy, I feel like so many movies like two. I mean, I like Pat. I like Patrick Warburton. I want him to get work. But I feel like there are too many animated movies that use Patrick Warburton because they think they have to. Wait, I'm changing my Dick Tracy. I thought of a worse person. Oh, yeah? Than Ashton Kutcher. Adam Sandler. Oh, no. Has this turned into a Happy Madison production? Yes. Where's Kevin James in all this? Mumbles. Oh, no. Oh, who's Rob Schneider? Rob Schneider's the kid. Oh God! This is turned. This is turned awful. There we go. Happy Madison's Dick Tracy. Oh boy, this is. I I am so sorry. I come, I missed you, big boy. Why don't Wait, you not, do? It's not yet a Happy Madison because the uh, the female lead is in someone terribly, terribly out of Adam Sandler's league. That somehow ends ends up with him anyway. I said Kaylee Cuoco. No, no, I mean Breathless Mahoney. Oh, okay then. Uh... Hmm. Be someone like Chrissy Teigen or someone like that. I was that. like, he always does Drew Barrymore, so would Drew Barrymore be out of the realm of possibility? <laughs> I guess. Scarlett Johansson. I mean, whether it's someone like either very attractive or has someone or someone with such a good personality that you could not expect them to end up with a complete man child like Adam Sandler. Sort okay, of thing. Halle Berry. Okay, let's go with that. Yeah, Halle Berry. And then the big song is Come on, Mr. Big Boy, why don't you do? <laughs> Get in my cop car because I'm Dick Tracy. <laughs> Big boy, why don't you get in the car? In a I'm Boston Dick accent. Tracy. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah, Happy Madison's Dick Tracy. Oh, oh man. But so We've we created something terrible. Yeah, so we don't leave you with, with that nightmare of a casting. Going back to the good cast, <laughs> John Hamm is Dick Tracy, Big Boy is Patton Oswalt. Right. There you go. John Hamm as Dick Tracy is really the most perfect thing I've heard today. <laughs> and John Mulaney and Nick Kroll as Flat Top and Itchy. Yeah. The, okay, so the weird thing about Flat Top is they made him look like a mutant, but his face itself, they did his nose makeup to look like... Um, like his eye structure, the way he looks, doesn't just look like William Forsythe, but it looks like from the movie The Sting, which I've talked about at length on this podcast without ever doing the movie. Um, 
they make him look like uh Robert Shaw's henchman. Uh hold on. He is played by So they they make Flat Top look like Flat Nose, who is played by Oh my god, why isn't it showing up? Yeah, they make him look exactly kind of like Charles uh, Durkab, who plays Floyd. You think that might have been like a, on purpose? Absolutely. Like a reference. Yes, because like the way he sits and the way he looks is a cross between uh, Robert Shaw and the character of Floyd from The Sting. So, oh, like, man. I really think it's on purpose. Oh, at this time, like, if you're gonna go for an actor who is older to play Dick Tracy, get Paul Newman. Hmm. That would be pretty good. Like if, if you're if getting, he were still alive. I'm talking about in 1990. He was still alive in oh, 1990. Oh yeah, that would be even better. Yeah, he died in 2007. <laughs> it would be even better if we got alive Paul Newman instead of dead Paul Newman. <laughs> Dick Tracy always gets his brains. <laughs> but yeah, no, like either Newman or Redford, anybody but Warren Beatty. Anybody. Yeah. So, how many bagels? How many bagels? Um, I am going to leave. Uh, I am going to leave a mere four bagels. That's weird because I'm leaving five. Because, um, like, on top of all of the weird stuff and like total grossness of it, like you liked the movie. I did not like the movie. The only parts that I enjoyed were Al Pacino, but beyond that, I went out of it like. Not disliking it, but feeling thoroughly unentertained. Oh my god, it was just... I liked it in a guilty pleasure level. Like, I, it's disgusting and awful, but right. would I watch it again if it was right. for free on, like, Disney Plus? Well, Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. I didn't even derive any guilty pleasure from it. I didn't, like, vehemently dislike it or anything like that, which is why I didn't go the whole way. Like... I really didn't like Romeo and Juliet when you had us do that, but this, like, it just... Yeah, but we had so much fun doing that. (laughs) Yes, we did. I do not know, my dude. (laughs) It just left me feeling... This movie just kind of left me feeling, like, hollow. Yeah. Once again, can you believe this was nominated for seven Oscars? Yeah, including Best Original Song. Fuck that. Best Cinematography. And it won... And, I mean, the stuff that it did win, fine, but consider who, like, consider what it was up against, especially with best makeup. Yes. Edward Scissorhands not, lost it. doesn't the... have better makeup than Edward Scissorhands. I mean, I'm not even going there. I mean, because the makeup also includes hair. The haircuts that they, they did for Edward Scissorhands, fuck you, Warren Beatty. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, coming up next, we're doing Zodiac for a snub, a film Ooh, that was fun. Snubbed. Zodiac was such a good movie, and it got snubbed. Nothing. No Oscars. No Oscars whatsoever. Ruffalo would have actually been a good Dick Tracy, too. Yeah, that's it? true. Yeah. Ruffalo would have been pretty good. But John Hamm is the perfect Dick Tracy. Yes, opinion. he is. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if you want to watch that with us, I think it's still on Netflix. You can watch Zodiac, but, uh. We got some good guests for that one. And Lils, is there anything you want to promote? Uh, go check out my podcast I do with my friend Pat, Jukebox Zeros, 
Also go check out uh, the next season of the podcast Discography Deep Dive. Uh, my friend Christopher Brown did the last season on Radiohead. I'm going to be doing the next one on one of my favorite bands, Sparks, where basically we just talk about, you know. Bubba Sparks. Yes, Bubba Sparks. Hal Sparks. Yes, Hal Sparks. That that singer-songwriter, Hal Sparks. Hal Sparks is a comedian. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> he was on the show Queer as Folk. <laughs> Yes. I'm sorry I cut you off. Go on, please continue. Why why would you do this? Why why would you do this to me, Scott? You you you're always just stepping all over myself. No, I can do whatever I, I want. This is my podcast. You're always you're trying to you're, you're hectoring me again. You're hectoring me. No. You are hectoring me. I, That's what you're doing. I am the Adam Sandler and you're in my happy Madison. <laughs> I was trying to get that started again and it did not work. <laughs> I knew that was going to get you. <laughs> and instead of playing with me, you just set up a big old wall. <laughs> oh, I started to play with you. <laughs> I just wanted to see if I could break you in one of these. And I did it. I broke you. That was not playing. That was toying with me. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> That's why I one day this will kill Superman. This is my last Superman. episode of Writer's Pickleback. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I have something really good for you planned. Okay. Yeah. You like all three Fifty Shades movies? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But yeah. So uh, you can check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, at W-R-T-R-B-A-G-E-L-B-S-K-T. Follow us on Instagram and email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. And you can always, always listen to us on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple, on wherever fine videos are sold. Blockbuster, Hollywood, (laughs) Suncoast. Until next time, I'm Scott Curlin. Lils, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Hey everybody, this is Kelly Reynolds and I'm the host of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box. Join me for a new episode every Friday as we review romance novels with non-romance readers. From the sweet, loving, fairy tale romances of the Highlands. Who cares uh, about up against the wall by the fruit trees? <laughs> yes. Like, where's the dragon? Inside the belly of a dragon. To the naughty erotic threesomes with Navy Seals. Sex was a 10. I mean, you cannot get any better than this book. Come okay, on, you guys. Good. Really. We read it all. Check us out at Boobies Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Listen to previous episodes on any podcast streaming platform. You can also support Boobies and Newbies on Patreon.com for lots of bonus booby content and early episode releases.
Lils and Patrick are two local musicians from the New England area whose minimal accomplishments have left them thoroughly unqualified to judge bands and artists who have been more successful than they ever could be. And yet, their passion for bad music persists on Jukebox Zeros, the podcast that takes a retrospective look at the worst albums of all time. From the Shags to Attila, from Cyberpunk to Scream, if there's a band that has an album they're ashamed of, Lils and Patrick will be there. Share their love on Jukebox Zeros, now on the Zero Science Network, and wherever podcasts may be found. Thank you.